Welcome to the Business Source Podcast. Today we have on Cross Palalas. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, thank you for having me. I'd love to. So I definitely come from a big business background. My entire family has been in business as long as I can remember. So I always kind of knew I was going to go into the business world myself. Uh, on my mom's side, they owned uh, import-export businesses and dealerships. And my dad's side was high up in the telecommunications industry. And so I went to high school, took every business course available to me, and I fell in love with marketing. Uh, I think it was just loving the fact that I could mix the creative world with the world of analytics. Uh, so I started freelancing, went to college for marketing and started my own agency while I was there, which I ran up until uh, this year. So it was really great starting from you know, just myself to having a whole team working under me for the last five years now. And then I started working at Accenture for a little bit, which was really awesome because I got to consult um, with some of the top agencies from across North America to develop their digital strategies online. And then from there, I got in touch with the COO of Secret Sauce Media, where I am now. And uh, I was supposed to come on as a media buyer. And then a few months later, I got promoted and I now am the VP of Strategic Optimization which is a fancy way of saying VP of marketing. So I oversee our paid media and or organic social teams. Let's talk a little bit more about your childhood. You said your mom was in retail and your dad was in telecommunication. I'm sure you learned some great lessons from them. Would you mind sharing some of these? Definitely. I think um, from my dad's side, I learned a lot about taking risks and how to hustle. My dad, from a very young age, was in the business world. Uh, at first, as soon as cell phones came on the market, he was hustling those. He was a promoter for a nightclub for a while. Uh, he sold baseball cards, anything he could do to make money. So I really learned from him how to grind and work hard to uh, get where I want to go. And uh, from my mom's side, I'd say I learned how to uh, think about the future. They were always thinking 10 years in advance. And so I'm always looking at how I can improve for the future thanks to that. Uh, I'd say those are two of the biggest lessons I got from them. What is your plan for your future going off that topic? Yeah, so for me, the big goal right now is uh, since I've gotten a lot of experience and built up quite the resume for someone at 22 is to start branding myself now. So I've started getting into public speaking and started uh, consulting under my own name. And so one of my goals right now is to uh, get my own TED Talk in the next two years. That's a good goal. We just recently interviewed someone who did a TED Talk. Let's talk a little bit more about starting your an agency in college. What was that like? Definitely. Um, I was looking at how I could build my experience because I wanted to get into the agency world and definitely got laughed at the first few tries when I interviewed because they were like, you definitely need to build your um, experience up before you come apply. So I was like, how am I going to build marketing experience? And first that came to mind, I was like, well, I can keep freelancing. And I figured when people hear freelance, I feel like they don't take you seriously. They take that as, you know, doing small things here and there. So I was like, you know what, I'll build my own agency, um, which seems a lot harder at first when I thought about it than it really was, because I feel like it's one of the most low cost businesses you can start up as long as you have the knowledge behind you to do the work. So I think my only cost was I got 
Adobe Photoshop so that I could do all my own graphics. And uh, other than that, that was it, except for a small thing just to like own the name Spartan Branding. And so I just started going to craft shows at first. And that was uh, my target market was all those small businesses, all the moms and pops who were selling, you know, jewelry and handcraft goods, all that fun stuff. And that was really, really great. Um, it definitely opened my eyes to a whole new world because as I was helping them with their marketing, I got to learn a little bit about how they ran their business and how they were looking to grow uh, and then take some of those and use it to grow myself as well. And then uh, eventually it became a little bit too much. Um, my big thing that I did was managing people's social media and taking them onto social media. So eventually I ran out of being able to have time to run all those accounts and find new people. So that's when I started hiring other students because I was thinking, you know what, I could pay a ton of money and get somebody who's way more qualified than I am to be here. Or I could keep this student thing going and give other students the chance to expand their resumes. And that would cost me a lot less. So I went that way and uh, it was a great decision because I think there's something about college students that just drives us to be hungry for more. And so I always had a very driven team, which was awesome. They definitely helped me get to where I am because they knew right off the bat, you know, this was important and this could set us all up for the future. And everyone just kind of put their heads down and buried to work right away. How much were you making in college with your agency? And did you end up selling the business? Yeah, so the original idea was to sell eventually and then COVID happened and considering all our businesses that we worked with were small from around the local area and it's not a very um, high income town, uh, eventually everyone just kind of closed off their businesses and so we lost um, most of our business and just kind of decided to shut it down for now. Uh, but at our peak, uh, I'd say the best we were doing was in the six figures mark. And that was really awesome for us because uh, it paid for all our schools. None of us had to worry about our student loans because it paid it off for us. How hard would it be for a college student to start an agency at their college? Honestly, it's not very hard. Like I said, as long as you've got technology, you're really good to go. Uh, my big thing was social media, and that's what a lot of small businesses really need right now, especially since we've entered that time where since the pandemic, you either go digital or you kind of get left behind. Uh, so it's really easy to find those small businesses in your area, even just reach out to them uh, over the phone or over email and find people who need help. Um, you can start making a couple hundred dollars and then turn that couple hundred dollars into thousands really quick with really low overhead. Like you don't need an office to do it. You can do it from your dorm room or from your parents' basement. Uh, and as long as you've got that knowledge that you're building at school and uh, you can start taking that and apply it, you're good to go. It's really, really quite simple. I would highly recommend it to build up your resume and build your experience. Let's go over your first marketing business. Um, what were you doing and what were people paying? So go through the different packages and maybe what you do for different packages. Yeah, definitely. So uh, when I first started, I had three services that I provided. So the one was uh, brand packages. So you could come to us, we would uh, do your logo for you. You would set up your fonts, your colors. Um, we would look at what your imagery would be like and really style that and set up for you. 
it was $1,000 and that covered everything. Um, for logos, you were allowed to have a max of 10 designs and three edits from there. Uh, and then that was everything we provided was in one big booklet for you so that you had access to everything. We also had social media management and that was basically we took over your Facebook, your Instagram, or we would build it for you and then run it. And that was with no paid media. So it was just organic social, keeping up your posting, keeping up engagement with your customers so that uh, everything was taken care of on that side. And then we would also run uh, Facebook, Instagram ads. We just charged a flat fee of uh, $250 a month, I believe it was. And then we would use your ad spend that you chose. Um, for the organic social management, I think we charged about seven fifty at first, and then over time it went up, uh, just because we had a lot of people who wanted that service. And so, to limit ourselves from spreading too thin, we started to raise the price a bit, um, and then that kind of kept us working with people who could afford to work uh, with us. Did you have a limit of people you would take? Yeah. So at first I didn't, I was like, you know what, I'll just keep on going and going and scaling and scaling. And then I realized that we were always in this period that we never really felt like we had uh, solidified all our processes because we were always just looking at how we can grow. So eventually we got a little bit more picky. And like I said, we started raising prices a little bit, started working with businesses that had been around a little bit longer. So we weren't working with somebody and, you know, starting from scratch, uh, there was a little bit there to work with. And uh, at that point, I think we were keeping it solid at no more than 30 clients at a time. How long did the client stay with you on average? Yeah, so it uh, depended what they were coming for. Usually if they came in for branding, uh, that would usually be the longest because they'd come in, they would do the branding package and then they would look at us to take over social and then we try to get ads out of them. And uh, it was usually about a year and a half, two years with those. Uh, ones who came in specifically for social media management. Uh, I usually like to have them for a year. And then instead of keeping them very long, what we would do is do a training course with them. And the training course was uh, $1,500. And we would walk you through everything on how to post, how to you know keep up with your analytics, to change times of when you're posting and making sure you're doing everything strategically. And then um, as updates came out to the systems, they would usually come back uh, or they would have somebody take over their social media internally and we would teach them. Uh, and there was some recurring revenue there every few months. And then ads was kind of on an as-need basis um, right up from the beginning. So sometimes we had clients who want ads. Other times they'd stop for a little bit. Uh, but I'd say no one usually ran ads longer than about three months before they took a break and then came back again. How big was your client base? Did you have a lot of people wanting to come in and get your product and service? Yeah, so at the, at the beginning, it was very slow. Uh, I think it took me about two months to get my first uh, five clients. And then as we started to prove ourselves, uh, what was really nice is because I had started in the craft fairs picking up clients, there's a lot of them know each other and they travel a lot and they talk to each other. And so then it started to really grow in terms of people coming to us saying like, hey, can you do the same thing for me that you did for so-and-so? Uh, so the highest we got to in terms of when we were just growing rapidly and just trying to keep growing, we had about 80 local clients uh, that were all from like the same city as us. 
And then after that, we had really started to slow things down and uh, preferred having less than that. At that point, we learned it was just a lot of clients and it made internal work a lot harder for us. That's why we had really chose just increase prices a little bit, stick with an ideal client and kind of limit how many we had. Tell me if I'm wrong, but were you making on average about $1,000 per client? Yeah, about $1,000 a month per client. Okay, so with 83 clients, you're making about a million a year. Is that right? Uh, so a lot of them at that point when we were at our highest was ads and ads was a lot lower. Uh, so I'd say, I think the best year we had was about 560. 560, that's great. So now you're with the Secret Sauce Media. Yes. Are they working with bigger companies or just expanding to a larger amount of companies? What's the difference between them and your original agency? Yeah, so my original agency was all about brands and local businesses. What's interesting about Secret Sauce was it was actually founded by Mr. Beast, a massive YouTuber, and it's designed for creators rather than brands. So it's all about um, taking uh, different YouTubers or different Facebook creators and bringing them to other platforms, building their audiences for them. Uh, and then in terms of like paid media, things like ads for merch or different products that they sell. Who are you working with currently? What type of YouTubers are you working with currently? Uh, so there's not too much I can talk about. Uh, obviously, I do manage the pages for the two founders, which would be Mr. Beast and Cop, though. Uh, but unfortunately, I can't talk about the other clients right now. Okay, no problem. What would you suggest for someone getting started in the marketing agency industry, whether they want to join a marketing agency or start their own? What would be your advice? Yeah, for starting your own, I'd say uh, look for different local businesses. One thing I did after I was done looking at craft shows was um, I pulled up Indeed and found local businesses who were trying to hire a marketing person. And I knew that, you know, hiring somebody to run their social media for them, they were probably paying $4,000 a month for their employee in terms of like having to have benefits and their salaries, all that fun stuff. Whereas I knew that my price to run your social media for you was only going to be $750, which was really uh, a big difference. And I knew I could save them money. So I started reaching out to them. I would say do that. Uh, like I said, there's low overhead. So just kind of go out there, see what you can bring in. Even if you just want to you know, brand it as an agency, but really it's just you freelancing. I find that works a lot better. Uh, when I freelanced, it was really just family friends. If I tried to pick up a client outside that, I couldn't do too much. But when I branded it as an agency, even before I hired anybody, it was a lot easier to uh, get clients. What do you enjoy most about what you do right now? Um, what I enjoy most right now is getting to see a complete new world. So like I said, everything I've always done have been brand focused. So I've either worked with agencies or for agencies or had my own agency working with businesses. Whereas now it's really cool to see how the influencer side of the world works. Uh, and like I said, I've always enjoyed getting to mesh analytics and creativity together because there's not too many jobs where you get to do both. It's usually just one or the other. How has COVID affected your business? Because I understand that with your first business, it kind of sunk it a little bit. But right now with the secret sauce business, most of them are YouTube, um, mm -hmm. people on YouTube. And with COVID, more people are online. Yeah, so I have to say, whereas most agencies like my own, 
we're really seeing a lot of issues throughout COVID. Um, Secret Sauce, we kind of had the opposite where we were almost benefiting from it, I would say, because all the creators were getting a lot more views, right? We were all home. There was nothing we could do for the long time. It was full lockdown, so you're in your house. Uh, So we were all on social media constantly, and that really drove uh, a lot of views for creators all over the globe. And uh, it was definitely a busy time getting to work with everyone, make sure that content was constantly out um, during that time. However, I did see that in terms of like merch sales, things like that, a lot of it went down, obviously, because people weren't spending money, people weren't making money. Uh, But in terms of just like the amount of content getting viewed and the ad revenue from that, it was really, really good during, um, you know, the worst times for all other businesses. Um, Starting your marketing agency had to be really beneficial in college because not only did it pay for your college, but it also helped your resume a lot. What would you suggest for someone in college right now wanting to expand their resume and pay for college? Would you suggest doing the same thing or maybe something else? Definitely. I would find whatever it is you're passionate about, find how you can start building the experience now. I think the one thing that set me apart from a lot of my peers was the fact that I had started an agency and started working with businesses long before anyone else was even thinking about it. Um, So I know one other friend who did really, really well and built some experience. He was in the accounting department and he started bookkeeping for a lot of local businesses. So I was doing their marketing. He was doing their bookkeeping. And so when he got out, it was a lot easier to get into the job market. It really boosted his uh, resume as well. So just building your experience is a great idea. Going out on your own instead of waiting to get out of school before you start. Do you plan to continue climbing the ladder in your current company? Yeah, right now I'm really enjoying it. There's a lot of uh, stuff I can learn working for a company that's been founded by such uh, large influencers. So I'm going to be staying here, figuring out, learning all I can. But I'm also, like I said, consulting on my own still in terms of working with businesses. And I'm going to enjoy scaling that up. And then uh, public speaking is something I really want to expand as well. How do you plan to expand into public speaking? Yeah, so part of that, I knew I right now is kind of the hardest time to expand into it since there's no events to really get my foot in the door. So I started off doing podcasts like this, uh, just trying to build the name for myself. And then uh, I got connected with someone through podcasts uh, that has uh, online digital events. So I'm going to start speaking at those. And then hopefully at that point, when things start to open up again, I'll have uh, put out enough content that people know my name by that point. It's a little bit easier, Uh, but I've also been looking online, trying to find the names of anybody and everybody who runs business events. And that way I can build up a nice email list for as soon as, you know, the world goes back to normal. How are you going to balance working at your um, agency and being a public speaker? Yeah. So for me, um, I've always been about work life. I must admit, I'm probably not the best at work home balance or work life balance. I'm very much uh, into work. So it's never really been an issue for me, but in terms of balancing the speaking and work, um, speaking is definitely going to be kind of like a second priority from work um, because it enhances what I do at work. Obviously uh, the more publicity I have and the more I'm seen as a leader in the space, it makes 
work a lot better too. So it's kind of on the second priority, but still contributing to my work. So I don't think there should be any issues there. I recently interviewed someone else who ran a digital marketing agency. His name was Dylan Ogline, and he was kind of the opposite of you, whereas he didn't like work as much. And he liked the idea of the four hour work week and not working as much and just enjoying your time. What are your thoughts on the four hour work week and maybe transitioning from work to that? Yeah, I see it as a big beneficiary for some people. Like I said, myself, I've never like if I sit down during the week, I don't know what to do. It bothers me. I kind of get annoyed. So I'd rather be working even if I have like an hour off at the end of the night and I'm just kind of chillaxing. I'll usually pick up my phone and shoot off some emails just so I'm doing something. Uh, but if you are looking for freedom and you just want to be able to, you know, work enough to make the money that you're looking for and then have a lot of free time, it's definitely a good idea because, you know, running my own agency, I made my own hours. I took on the amount of work that I chose. Uh, so there's definitely the freedom to allow you to do that. How much money did you personally make, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, over the entirety of the time, uh, let's see, over the last five years, I'd say just under 300000 over the last five years. Are you doing better right now as the VP of Secret Sauce Media or worse, would you say? Uh, I'd say I'm kind of doing a little bit better in terms of the hours I put in to make my money. Obviously, when I was doing my agency, I was working nonstop all day, all night, whereas now I have a little bit more balance in terms of not having to put in those kinds of hours. Like I have weekends off now. So I'd say it kind of evens itself out. Right. Are you ready to move into the final questions? Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. First of all, what would be the best advice you give to your younger self? Best advice would be to not listen to haters. I know a big thing when I was in high school and I thought about freelancing, a lot of people told me, you know what, you shouldn't do it. And it held me off. And I started in like grade seven or not grade seven, grade 11, instead of starting grade nine, like I wanted to. Uh, When I went to start my agency, a lot of people told me not to. So I held off until second year when I wanted to do it in first year. So I wish I had of just not listen to people who told me I can't because obviously I could. And you know what? I probably would have made a lot more money in the long run had I started everything those couple years before I did. Don't listen to the haters. Second, what is your favorite book? My favorite book would have to be a two-way tie between Start With Why by Simon Sinek and Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. And finally... What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure was my first client with my agency, actually. Um, I hadn't developed a contract yet. And to this day, I will never do anything for family, friends, anybody, unless I have a contract. Because I went out of my way and long story short, did a lot more work than I probably should have because I didn't have the contract. And then at the end, they decided that I should take all of that as a learning experience and decided not to pay me. Uh, definitely devastated me. I was ready to not work anymore. Uh, Lost out on a lot of money because I put in so much work and so many hours on working for that person and then, you know, getting nothing out of the deal. So 
lots of lessons learned from that. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. If people want to follow your journey and find you, where can they do that? Yeah. So if you want to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, it's always the same handle, just at Cross Palalis. And uh, you can find me there.